Never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it is the only thing that ever has. Margaret Mead Earthy Girls is a mother-daughter duo who love the planet and all things green. Raquel is a Dallas-based florist, while Rebecca is a lifelong gardener and artist. Together, they co-create beautiful gift boxes with recycled florals, paper, and wax. Together, they are the Earthy Girls. Hey, Raquel. Hey, Mom. Welcome back. Feels good to be back. Yes, I'm so glad. I think people might be a little bit tired of hearing just my voice. I think people are missing your voice. <laughs> well, here I am. So it was nice to be off for a couple of weeks, traveling with my family, but I am back home and getting ready for the start of fall. So you're going to hear a lot more of us together because, you know, summer's over. <laughs> That's right. Summer is over. Well, speaking of podcasts, what did you think about the last two podcasts? Yeah, they were great. Thanks for holding down the fort while I was gone. Um, But I did learn a lot about noise pollution and how I should be protecting my ears more from loud noises. Because you're right, your hearing is the last to go before you leave this earth. And I want to be able to hear well, even in my old age. So I'm going to be protecting my ears a little bit more. And I'm also training myself to be more water wise while Texas and many other states are experiencing some extreme drought, even if it means letting go of some of my garden, because, you know, some of those plants are just so crispy out there, just doesn't make sense to keep watering them over and over again when I can just, you know, pull that out, compost it, get ready for fall and stop using as much water. Absolutely. That's a, that's a wonderful idea. And I've actually done some of that myself. And then I thought too, you know, when we do our fall gardening series, we also let's do a summer one and talk about what does grow well when there's lack of water, you know, like squash grows very well. Uh, beans go well, gourds, things like that. So that's something else to think about for, you know, what can we plant if we don't, if we do know we live in a drought prone state like Texas. Yeah, absolutely. We have a fall gardening show come up and because, yeah, it's getting ready for time for that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what did you do for the planet these last couple of weeks? Well, I was traveling and I sent in some of my show notes while I was on the road, but I was a very earthy girl while I was on vacation and traveling and just tried to prepare and know ahead of time to do things like pack water bottles so that I wouldn't have to buy plastic single-use water bottles. And, you know, it does get challenging on the road, but I'm proud of you for doing really well Plastic Free July and also doing well as you're traveling. So, um, you know, obviously did really well for Plastic Free July, challenged myself to ditch the single-use plastics and was very aware and intentional. I was traveling to not use as many plastic use, single-use plastics as well. Um, but now that I'm back home, I have been working in the garden just a little bit every morning and in the evening, just to, like I said, to pull out some of those crispy plants, some of the gladiolas that no longer are blooming anymore, and some of the greenery is getting really dry. And so instead of just watering those over and over again, trying to you know get them to flower again, I've just pulled everything out that I know it's kind of at the end of its season. 
and tossing that into the compost. Again, if it's not rotting or doesn't have any disease, then you can toss that into your compost Mm -hmm. and get some good soil going for the fall or even, you know, next spring. So I've been getting my boxes ready and just tilling a little bit, getting ready for my fall garden because there are some some seeds that you can start to plant now. And we'll talk about that soon. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, I've been working with the chickens to try to keep them cool in this heat. Cause like I said, instead of giving water to my plants, I've been focusing on redirecting that water, giving it to the, to the chickens and trying to keep them cool because I know that they really need it. They're living, you know, breathing creatures right now. So, and guess what? All my hard work has paid off because I finally got some fresh eggs. They're about five months old and we've raised them since they were a week old. So it feels really good to get that prize, that reward of all the hard work. And guess what? Now I have fresh local and organic eggs every single day to me, me to feed my family. I don't even have to leave my house to make them a nice meal. So um, and again, I've been rinsing and cleaning all my recycles. And I've been pretty impressed this summer about how many things we, we've been tossing into the recycle bin versus the trash. So just kind of keeping up with some of my pillars like, you know, you do. So what have you been doing, Mom? Yes. Well done, Raquel. It does feel good to walk out to the coop and find a, a nice little treat there. So well done. Um, well, my new philosophy is, you know, when I get overwhelmed, which happens, you know, when you report on stuff like what's happening with climate change, you can get a little fatigued. So my new philosophy, my mindset is, you know, every little thing helps. For instance, if I use my cloth handkerchief to blow my nose, well, that's one less Kleenex I don't have to use from a box. And I know that's a contribution because toilet paper and Kleenex, you know, I did a lot of research on this. It's made from living trees because that pulp is softer. And, you know, all the commercials are telling us we want softer TP for our tissues, you know, softer TP or Kleenex for our noses. So I know that if by me using my handkerchiefs, that's a contribution. So I'm really working on my mindset to understand that, you know, because it can get overwhelming and I'm going to continue to add pillars, but, you know, of course I have number one, which is the biggest one right now, you know, because I do have the garden, but I just want to remind our listeners that, you know, the philosophy that every little bit helps will help you overcome that overwhelm. And it will also make you feel like you're doing something because you are. So my gray water, of course I have to go through that like crazy. That's the way I start my day. I am my day. And of course, you know, rinse, recycle, rinse and dry the recycling. And yeah, it makes your bin smell better and look better. And then I re, <clears throat> you know, I reuse that, Raquel. You reuse that water that I rinse out everything. I reuse that for the grass. So, or the trees or a dry spot, you know. So, and a real quick word on gray water. Even if you just capture the, you know, you're rinsing off your fruits and veggies after you come back from the grocery store, you're unpacking, just capture that water. And you can reuse that and know you're safe and secure. You can put that on your tomato plants, your herbs, your ornamentals. So that's something that I want people to try to, I really want to get that message out is, you know, you don't have to be a gray water gorilla and haul around buckets, but you can capture a little bit of water, right, Raquel? I think that's an an easy fix, you know, especially if you've got some herbs right by your back door, your kitchen door, like you and I both do. Just capture that water that you're rinsing off your fruits and veggies. So my other thing, of course, is picking up litter. Uh, my least favorite thing, but I still do it. And I'm not, I don't do that daily, but I do do that, you know, every time we walk. So if we walk two or three times a week down by the lake, I'm picking up some trash. 
And then, of course, monitoring my food waste. And I'm making real gains in that area because, you know, like we talk about, awareness is number one. Awareness is key. So I'm thinking steps ahead with my meal planning. And, you know, I'm not going to call you out. I'm going to call you up. You know who you are out there. Some of you listeners, I want to ask you this real quick question. I know you're feeling healthy, you know, want to feel healthy and buying that beautiful fruit. But ask yourself, are you going to eat it or are you going to let it go bad? If you're a gardener, no worries. You can put that in your compost. But if you're not, you're just going to throw that stuff away. So really ask yourself, am I a fruit and veggie eater? I know I feel like I need to be because I I know I want to be healthy. But are you going to eat it? If you're not, just buy some canned fruit. Buy some, you know, canned peaches. Buy some canned apples. You know, frozen. I like frozen products better than canned because you don't have a lot of. Unless you're getting the BPA-free liners, then you've got plastic and aluminum in your stuff. So, frozen is actually best after after fresh. Yes, exactly. Thanks for the correction, Raquel. So, but I've got some things stored in my pantry because you know what? I don't want to run out of food. Um, on, if there's certain days I'm like, Hey, I've got some fresh eggs from the garden. I've got some basil and I've got some tomato sauce in a can and some pasta. There you go. I can make a meal out of that. Go. So really, you know, food waste is very high up on the totem pole, Raquel, of things that we need to change ASAP. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pull up, not out, but check yourself, ask yourself. And we, and I know people like this. I've actually had this conversation with people. They're like, you know, the, I buy this fruit and it goes bad right away. And I'm like, yeah. So that means that you're not inclined to eat that. So, you know, just if you're not a fruits and veggie eater, no worries. Not everybody, you know, is an herbivore. You know, some people are meat of sources. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. But listen, if you are putting in your, in, in your intentions are great. You know, you want to have that healthy lifestyle talks a lot about eating these really good rich fruits and veggies to help keep us hydrated but if you know you're not going to eat them just don't buy them because you're committing food waste and but if you are a gardener and you know you've got a few extra things yeah put those in your compost but by and large we really want to eat whatever we buy we want to consume it if we're going to if we're going to produce you know if we're going to produce somebody's producing that somebody's taking a lot of time and energy and water money and resources to produce yeah, resources so and yeah you know and we've talked about that on some of our shows on when we went more in depth on the food waste and you know start by making a grocery list if you do it monday like i did today i made a grocery list i looked what i had in my pantry i looked what i had first i looked in my fridge what's going to perish fast what do i need to get rid of and then try to make a meal out of that and tonight I'm going to make a meal that's just a bunch of leftovers, things that I need to get rid of in my pantry before they go bad and and in my uh, fridge. And that's going to help with food waste and then make a list meal prep for the week. Think about what you want to eat instead of just buying all these impulse fruits and vegetables, actually make a meal, you know, make a plan to eat them throughout the week, whether they're smoothies or soups or granola, you know, if you like yogurt and fruit and granola, you know, make sure that you actually add those into the meals that you're going to eat for the week. So meal planning helps a lot. Meal planning helps a lot. And thanks for that tip on the yogurt, how you said, I don't, I don't remember who, who told you that you can eat yogurt three weeks after the, you know, best use by date. And I actually did that with a smoothie and I had some bananas that were, you know, not so fresh, but I use that, um, I use that yogurt Raquel that expired two weeks ago. 
and the bananas and, and added an apple. I added uh, a little bit of ginger and voila, it was delish. So yes, you, I think we want to tell our listeners and probably many of our listeners are already in this game of self-awareness, but just be conscious of what you're buying and what you really will protect yourself. You know, it's not a bad thing. We all should monitor ourselves. So, and I talked a lot about my purchasing power, which I'm really enjoying that because I feel like I can say, booyah, I'm not buying your plastic stuff, guys. That's <laughs> in glass and booyah, it's not happening. So yeah, my purchasing power is uh, my fifth pillar. So uh, always looking for ways to increase uh, what I do on a daily basis, because, you know, there are things that I, I do do that aren't that earthy. Like, you know, you mentioned my my SUV, I, but I try to drive it less, right? I try to bundle my errands, right? Yeah, bundle your errands, have days where you just no drive. We have no drive days. We're just going to hang out here. We're not going to go buy anything today. We're going to use what we already have. And once you realize, it's to me, it's like I said, it's been kind of a fun game. What can I do that doesn't involve spending money or buying anything or getting in my car and make a game of it and see, you know, challenge yourself. And, you know, that's why people do challenges, 21 day challenges, because it only takes 21 days to create a habit. And once you make a habit of your pillars, your own personal pillars, whether they're recycling, cleaning out your recycles or picking up trash. And guess what? You've inspired me when we went to the beach. Guess what I was doing? Picking up trash, picking up other people's trash on the beach that kept from getting in the ocean that eventually is going to get, you know, absorb into a fish that we're going to eat and it's going to get into our body and then it's going to get into our offspring. It's a cycle, guys. So it may not seem like it's very important to you, a little piece of plastic on the beach, um, but it is a cycle. And, you know, like the great circle of life, like they talk about in The Lion King, everything that you eat, everything that we are all you know, returns to dust, right? And then it starts yeah. to cycle again. So we're all connected and, and it makes sense to be wise and aware about what our impact and what our ripple is here while we're on the earth. Yes, Raquel, well said. I love that. I love that you brought in the Lion King. I didn't even think that way. Okay, so guys, our topic today is something that helped me become aware of. Um, you know, I'm an old school uh, earthy girl. So, you know, there's some things I really don't know anything about. And one of those was greenwashing. So Raquel had mentioned that in an earlier episode and I'd made a little note in my head. I'm like, you know what? I don't even know what that is, but I can figure it out because I'm a smart woman. So, you know, I figured it out, but we really want to explain because I know, you know, a lot about this topic. And I think it's very important for people to understand just how prevalent it is, Raquel. So tell our listeners, what exactly does greenwashing mean? So greenwashing refers to any type of marketing. So companies representing their products or their services in a way that makes consumers believe that it's environmentally friendly and sustainable. So today's consumers need to be particularly this marketing technique word it works to avoid so they can not be duped by it right so words like natural words like organic green plant-based non-toxic botanical that's one of my favorite things botanical Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and then actually it's not any of those things it's not sustainable it's not environmentally friendly it's not non-toxic it's you know it may have one plant-based item in it but it's not completely plant-based and therefore they're lying to you. So 
they may only be using some natural or organic or green products, but then they'll use other harmful chemicals and products that aren't there are not sustainable. So what's the point, you know, of buying a product that's just not going to be honest to you? Because if they're not being honest about that, what else are they not being honest about? So and it's right. a marketing tool and it's just to stay relevant without doing any of the hard work, you know? Yeah. And I have been duped because I have been a victim of that because if I, especially if it's printed like, you know, in, um, you know, cardboard and if the writing's in green, like the print is in green and maybe they throw a little leaf there. And exactly. They, yes. A lot of it's in the packaging. Yes. And they throw a couple of those words and I'm like, okay, I feel good about buying this. <laughs> that was, those were lazy days before my EWG app and which has caused my, my shopping trips to be much, much longer, but I'm getting better. So, yeah. So Raquel, why do you think it is such a problem today? Like you said, to stay relevant, that's something, but why do you think that they are, why do you think they're doing it? So companies are jumping on the bandwagon to be natural, to be sustainable, to environment, to be environmentally friendly, because they know, guess what? That's going to help us make more sales. And really at the end of the day, what are they doing? They're tricking and they're lying to the consumers into thinking that they're being eco-friendly when in fact they're not. And there's better alternatives and there's even better companies to use that are being honest. And so they're, they're only using those terms, like I said, to stay relevant and they're not actually doing the work to be sustainable. So greenwashing, greenwashing is actually very unethical because it makes false claims. And as you know, you and me, we work really hard and for the money that we earn and then when we go spend our money, it's like, okay, we've been lied to. We want to get these products that are safe and natural for our bodies, for the environment. And here we're being lied to. So I'm going to kind of call some companies out because we want to call you up, right? Right. And for example, uh, Coca-Cola, they're actually the number one ranked company in the world that creates the most plastic pollutants in the entire world. So that's like Coca-Cola bottles that are, you know, floating in the ocean or ending up in, you know, just all of our waterways. So they were busted for advertising that they are being sustainable and eco-friendly, even though they're the you know, pollutant in plastics. And then Starbucks, they have the Starbucks free lid, the lid free, straw free lid, right? Uh And they're saying, okay, hey, we're creating these lids that don't have a straw, which the straws are plastic that are ending back up in the ocean. But they created these lids that contain more plastic than the lids and the straws did from the previous cups. So, again, that is not sustainable. That is just lying to the consumer. Hey, we're not using a straw. We're being more sustainable and eco-friendly when it's like more plastic and more chemicals than you were before you, you know, tried to do that. And there's also been some clothing companies that have said, hey, we're using recycled polyester in in organic and really they're just lying to you so there's no real and how do they get away with this there's no legal definition of sustainability or or green or environmental friendly in those products so a lot of companies can just you know stick it on their packaging and call it a day yes uh good point raquel so when we're looking for products that we want to buy and we want to feel good, we know that they truly are sustainable. Uh, what do we need to look for to avoid these products that have been greenwashed? What do we need to look for? So, yes, there are some companies who are honest and shout out to one of our favorite girls, Jessica Alba, for creating the honest company, because that is literally their mission, right? Is to be honest and upfront about what's in their products 
And so we know that's our girl. That's our go-to, right? Anything I, I use their baby products. I use their makeup. They've got cleaning supplies now too. So companies that are truly interested in their environmental impact often get official certifications like the Leaping Bunny, the Rainforest Alliance Frog, and the Green Seal. So if a product has these markers, it is investing in its environmental health in some way. So however, do be careful because some brands will use fake certifications and just maybe put like the frog on there or the check mark without actually being, you know, the Green Seal. So tell us a little bit more about some of those certifications. Yes. So the fair trade certification has been around. The first time I saw that Raquel was back in California sometime around 2008, 2009. So you can always feel good about fair certified. And then on your food, like if you don't want, you know, GMO products in your bloodstream, you look for the USDA organic non-GMO project. And it says verified. And we have a link in the show notes. And here's another one that's good. You mentioned the frog. So it has to say in the logo, it has to say Rainforest Alliance certified with the froggy in the middle. So that's another good one. Number four would be the green seal. You talked about just the check mark. There's a blue planet behind it and it says green seal and the check mark. So you can feel very comfortable, safe and secure. Whatever product that you're purchasing has one or all four. And if I've actually bought some things that have all four and I'm like, what? Oh my God. You know, lottery tickets. Check all that. Yeah. Checks all the boxes there, right? 10 out of 10. <laughs> out of 10. Can't go wrong. So yeah, that's what we want to look for. And you, like I mentioned earlier in the, sh- in the pre-show, I have been duped quite a few times, you know, and now I'm looking closer and I actually have a cleaner that says, uh, and it's Murphy oil. It says it's greener. It doesn't have any of the certifications. <laughs> yeah, that's another. I would say it's green. And I'm like, okay, well, what's green about it? Oh, it use some type of plants or, you know, it's like you said, it just has a leaf on it. <laughs> and then, you know, <laughs> which is funny because both you and I both got duped, duped. And, you know, seventh generation is another brand that I've even backed in the past because they do have some products that are more sustainable, but not all their products are. So that's when you have to get smart about looking at the labels. And just because one brand may be a cleaner brand, they may start, you know, um, slipping in some products in there that aren't so green. So use your app, like the Think Dirty app that we love, the EWG app that we love, thanks to Michelle. Um, So, you know, there are some resources out there. So you're not, you know, being hung out to drive. We're just giving you another thing to have to look at the labels. But, you know, this is being intentional, guys. This is what, you know, being a true earthy girl, earthy guy is about is knowing what you're buying and being smart about your. Yes. And like we said, not everybody's going to do gray water. Not everybody's going to pick up, you know, litter, somebody else's trash. And not everybody's going to garden and compost. And not everybody is going to do the things that you and I are going to do. But you know what? You spend money. Girl, you know you spend your money. Everybody spends money somehow. So just be smart and be intentional about what you buy. And yeah. go for the product that it may cost 50 cents more. But guess what? It's going to save you and your health in the long run, the health of your children, the health of our planet. So it's well worth it, guys. Yes, well worth it. So Raquel, I feel like that was a very informative and we're keeping it pretty tight on time. So I'm loving it uh, because I do have to insert the climate change segment, which I will record later on today. And boy, that's going to blow our, you know, our listeners socks off. But I'm pretty sure everybody 
you know, I did mention uh, a new term, you know, climate change denier. Uh, so we do want to have that that conversation with uh, with any and all in our circle. Um, because if you do know a climate change denier, now's the time to start that conversation. Just do it gentle, you know, do it gentle, do it with compassion, but, you know, start the dialogue because I think the more of us talking about things like this, the more of us, you know, taking these challenges, developing these habits, it's, it's going to pay off in the long run. No, we cannot combat it alone because the mass producers have to change. But the good news is today uh, here in our country, Raquel, uh, our federal government was able to make uh, a decision and pass a bill. And at the first and foremost part of it is money being spent for climate change. So that is a day. So, but anyways, next week, I think we're either going to do uh, the dark sky at night. If I find something good on that, or we'll, we'll roll with what you want to do with the, you know, the fall gardening series since fall is, you know, about a month away, actually a little bit, a little bit over a month away. So, uh, we will definitely have a great show and we'll have you back in the podcast studio and looking forward to that. Um, and until next time, what are we going to do, Raquel? Stay earthy, friends. Y'all stay earthy. Bye. Let's move on to Climate Change Watch. We can all see it. Today's uh, new normal is extreme weather, whether it is flash flooding in St. Louis, Missouri, Eastern Kentucky, the state of Virginia, uh, or droughts across the entire, the entire American continent. And then there are Things that we don't hear about. I mean, we don't hear about the fact that Iceland's uh, has had two major volcanic eruptions within one year. Uh, we're not hearing about these things. Um, the extreme climate change is here. Um, I don't know what to say about it. Um, I don't know how to report this any longer. It's really bothering me. It's sitting very heavy on my heart, especially when I'm reading reports about, you know, insects, uh, insects and animals fleeing wildfires and, 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 and then like in Death Valley where, you know, it's dry as a desert and they're having flash flooding. Uh, and that's not even global that's really here on my continent it's here on the north american continent so um sitting heavy on my heart um i know that we did something this week uh, we passed uh, a bill here in the united states but i do know like i mentioned in last week's podcast that not much was done in the COP26 and I know we're getting ready and uh three months in November in Egypt uh for uh, for our global leaders to come together and to decide to make a change will they I don't know I know that we 
earthy people can't do it alone. I know that. I mean, I know that. But all I can do is encourage you, inform you, and inspire you to try to do what we can while we patiently wait for our government and the mass producers to do what they need to do. So, um, like I said, uh, this week in climate change has been horrific. There's been so many grass fires, been wildfires. I mean, literally, I cannot keep up. Uh, I literally cannot keep up. I mean, I only mention the things that kind of stand out, like Iceland, uh, because that's kind of disconcerting. That's new. Uh, but here in Texas, we're fighting grass fires. I know Northern California fighting another big McKinney fire. I know Eastern Kentucky is expecting more rain, more torrential rainfall. Uh, I know that, that, well, really the whole Appalachian area has gotten more and more torrential rainfall. And meanwhile, in many parts of the United States, we are in drought conditions. And I know that's not just us. I mean, I know the wildfires are in Western Europe. Uh, because of the extreme heat and the drought. So, I mean, we're here, guys. I mean, this is it. This is it. I don't know what else to say. I don't know how else to say anything anymore. Except that uh, we need to do something. So let's make a change. Let's each pledge to do something today. We have some control. We don't have, we don't, obviously, we don't have a lot of control. The governments, the uh, mass producers, but you know what? We don't have to buy their shit. We don't have to buy their stuff. We don't have to. We can make, create, DIY your own stuff, buy stuff from farmers markets, from local vendors. from uh, shop your values, buy things from people, companies that are al- or are in aligned with your values. You can do that, right? We can do that. The Earthy Girls are here to inform, encourage, and inspire you to take that one small step for our planet. If you like this podcast, leave us a review. If you love it, download it and share it with a friend. And leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. And y'all stay earthy.